Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and we got Sophia with an F on the show today. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. Yeah? Yeah. Smoking weed, hopefully like hotboxing you in this room right now. The thing is, I feel like I'm getting hotboxed and we have about 20 minutes until I'm like, I feel high. I'm having a panic attack. Where the fuck is the emergency room? I'm just telling you right now. I want someone to just stand next to me and just smoke (laughs) weed aggressively and blow it in your face. And you won't be able to like really sincerely complain about it because that's just part of his culture. And if you bitch about it, then you're a Karen. I would never. I would keep my mouth shut. I'm telling you. That's the code of the Karen these days <laughs> right because there's a camera i'm gonna like calm the fuck down i'm gonna be super nice no but if it. you come on no jumper and you like can't do the interview because of the fucking weed smoke then you're gonna earn the karen label and you know that so you just have to thug it out i am That's i mean I'm, cool. ha- I'm having an internal panic attack right now i'm just like not fucking saying anything but i heard you talking about doing mushrooms on your podcast the other day so i know that you're like at least not 100 percent karen okay this is karen would never do shrooms Karen wouldn't, mm. and I wouldn't. That was actually this. Girl oh, right she here, did Alec. it right. Okay, she did the shrooms. However, I've tried a lot of drugs, but I can't, dude. Weed. I'm telling you, I've tried a lot of shit. Weed is crazier than ketamine. <laughs> it's crazier than crack. Which, by the way, we got to talk about that. <laughs> Who sold that to? You? What rapper sold you that? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, I don't even remember how old I was. I thought we were doing coke. Okay. Uh-huh easy breezy beautiful cocaine cover girl and then this girl that i was doing it with she was like my really good friend i trusted her i was super naive and she said no the thing is we're gonna smoke coke tonight and i was like oh like you can smoke it it's like the same shit like all right let's fucking do and she's like yeah like i'm gonna add some baking soda it'll be like a little different but we're gonna smoke it and i found out later it was crack right Wow. I should have known because crack feels a lot different than coke. It was, was a totally different. Like, how long were you going off of this? Uh, let me tell you something about crack. Once you do one little hit, you keep going right. for a while. But did you have to go outside to like gain more crack? Like, did you have to like visit the local crack salesman or something? <laughs> That's so funny you ask that because I remember we ran out and I turned into a fiend like within an hour I was a crackhead an hour later I was like we need more how do we get more let's go it really is like that intense wow but I only did it once that's dope yeah what what made you stop smoking crack in that moment like because you know there's always that temptation to just keep going and then one day like a couple days later you're just living under the bridge right right so what happened is we really ran out 
Like her drug dealer boyfriend was like, no, for real, like we don't have any left. Right. And then she handed me a new tin foil with a dark substance on it. And she was like, this is gonna relax you. And I wasn't that <laughs> dumb. I was like, this is heroin. Right. Like no question. And I knew that she had been doing it. And then when she handed me the heroin, I was like, girl, I am way too good for a heroin after I just did crack for three hours. And that's when I stopped. Really? I was like, I'm gonna draw the line at heroin, you know? Just a little walk on the wild side. <laughs> yes. That is kind of the cool thing though about like doing coke and like just getting fucked up off Molly and shit, which I haven't done for years now. But it kind of gives you like that little taste of what it would be like to be that guy screaming at himself under the bridge. 100%. Gets you a little bit there on the spectrum of, of and you, sometimes like if you, like I've been in Vegas before doing coke for like 24 hours straight and I really kind of like felt that like, dude, I could see myself just kind of going back to LA and just living in a tent. No. A thousand percent. I got a taste of it and I was like, dude, this feels so fucking good. Like, I don't know. I like kind of want to wake up tomorrow and fucking do it. Bust out 24 hours worth of work. Like, it's a whole thing. So I completely agree with you. Yes. So where were you at in your life that doing crack seemed like a reasonable (laughs) exercise? Can we just let the people know I tried it by accident one time? Would you say she was doing crack for a minute there? It was a one-time thing. But this is like where the like racial injustice in our sentencing sort of lies, where like nobody thinks it's that big a deal to do coke, but it's considered such a bad thing to do crack when really it's all really just the same exact thing. I I the yes the racial thing completely yes I've seen that I will say the way snorting coke and then smoking crack felt were very different okay however what the fuck is crack for real I know I sound super uneducated right now but like what is it because then I've heard you can smoke coke and it's called freebasing it's just when they mix it with baking soda and shit to turn it into a rock so that you can smoke it and it like I think is just like a more intense yeah. High, although, to be honest, it's hard to think of anything more intense than rallying a line of coke because that shit really lights a fire under your ass. Well, you're in LA, you probably get good coke. I don't do coke anymore, but I and I also can't even like imagine why I was living that way at some point. You're still in the throes of your coke phase, I'm assuming. No, <laughs> I'm not actually. Thank you. No, okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I don't know. I, I feel like. Yes, it, there is like a line. It's like, okay, sometimes I'll take Adderall. Is it that different than meth? You're right. There's like a whole thing around it. Um, but crack is fucking wild. Don't try it. But yes, I would say Coke is a gateway drug to crack. Mm. 100%. I, yeah. Some girl got me to do meth one night with her when I was already drunk as fuck and she just proposed meth. And that was kind of like when I realized that she was doing meth all the time. Shut up. So that was cool. You didn't know until then? It kind of like exposed to me like, oh, this explains so much of this weird behavior that I see from this girl. What type of behavior? Because I also was dating someone who was doing that and like... It seemed like she was staying up late a lot. That was it? And hanging out at metalhead bars on Hollywood Boulevard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I one time was hanging out with this guy I was dating who was doing it and he like lost all control of his face like he like came into my room and he was like doing wild faces wow from meth but i mean doing crack coke meth like what are you actually doing we don't know what the fuck is in whatever we're taking that's a fact but this is kind of like a maturity test for you is like would you consider 
serious hardcore meth or cocaine addiction a deal breaker when scouting future mates? Yes. Well, that's good. Did I pass? <laughs> <laughs> I love how I just answered that truthfully. I'm like, fuck, how do I pass the test? Yes, that would be a deal breaker. Mm, I feel that too, for sure. If my girls just started like smoking meth, I would definitely be like, this is, this is, this has to change. Is okay. Meth is a deal breaker. What about like Coke? What if she's like, I do Coke like here and there. Yeah. That, well, I mean, here and there, there's always a conversation about doing a drug recreationally. I think, you know, if you go to the club and you drink and do Coke once in a while, I, that's, you know, it is what it is. Uh-huh. But if it was like, that's like just how you start the day, that would, I, would have, I would have concerns about that for sure. What if she's like, I just every once in a blue moon, I want to do meth with, you know, my dad, because that's like what we do. That's how we bond. I mean, meth once a year. Who am I to judge their culture, you know? Because I know people from the Northwest where like they told me straight up, like, my parents both smoke meth, hold down jobs, and have been doing it for the whole fucking time I've been alive. And it's just not really like the thing that you would think it is from what you see on the news. And I'm like, fuck, that, I wonder how true that is for so many other people that just don't really talk about it, you know? True. Very, very true. I totally agree. Because I, I think that like when it comes to drugs, it's all about how you channel it. And it can make you either really great or really bad. And like, think about how many movies, like great movies throughout the 80s in particular, were probably just basically some person that was doing a shitload of cocaine and just somehow could channel it into a creative endeavor rather than sleeping under the bridge. Right. But I mean, I think I think you can channel it for so long. I'm. I'm assuming nine times out of 10, like it's going to end up in destruction of some kind. Right. That's probably true. Well, I mean, there are some people that wake up and they're like, you know, I'm done with this crack meth life, but I think it's a slippery fucking slope. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, I'm 28 now. I used to be insane with drugs and now, I mean, when's the last time you did Coke? Probably like at least three years ago now. Yeah. Oh, I can't say the same. Maybe a little less. I forget. <laughs> but now, as I get older, every year I get older, I feel worse and worse about, like, these party drugs, you know? Mm. Even alcohol sometimes still. But, like, that could be the thing. Like, I feel like a really good coked-out podcast <laughs> would never get old. Like, the level of creativity that we would probably be able to bring to this platform right now if we were doing coke, <laughs> it, it could... I mean, it would be a sight to be seen for someone, sure. Someone go grab it. Let's fucking go. I I think the coke you're doing or we're doing, excuse me. Straight from the cartel. Straight. This is L.A., baby. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in Utah. Think about the coke I was doing. I'm like, this was a laxative and then something that made me feel weird. I don't feel creative at all. I would get my coke straight from the Mormon church if I lived out there. <laughs> they probably do have cartel ties, let's be honest. They have to. They have to. Just to survive. I think they have the most money out of any religious institution in Uh the world. Have you ever heard that? No. I mean, they take what? Like tithing? Right. 30, what is it? 30%? So you grew up there? Yeah. Okay. And you were brought up Mormon? And then you strayed? (laughs) I, yeah, I was raised Mormon. And my, there's a whole Utah culture of Mormons that... I'm not going to talk shit about it, even though I have like a million fucking times. Yeah, we got to do that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the Utah Mormon culture, very different than being Mormon in Argentina. 
Does that make sense? Mm. My mom was raised Mormon in Argentina. Then she moved to Utah. And the culture in Utah, if you're Mormon, judgy. Like, growing up, like, I couldn't hang out with Mormon kids because my mom put me in private Catholic school. <laughs> and, oh, okay, so the, that's that big of a thing. It's a huge thing. Okay. It's a huge thing. And, I mean, they're wearing tank tops over T-shirts. That's fine. That's <sighs> fine. But as a fashion thing, not fine for me. But my mom didn't want me to have to deal with that culture. So she put me in private Catholic school, even though no one in my family is fucking Catholic. Okay. Yeah. But what's it like in Argentina for the Mormons? Are they just wild and topless? No, no, I think that, well, they are topless. I've been out there. You have? I went in Rio de Janeiro or where the fuck I was. That's Brazil. Oh, yeah, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) What's the big fucking city in in Argentina? Uh, Buenos Aires. That one. I wasn't wasn't sure I was going to say it right. Some of us are not. Yeah, but I smoke a lot of weed and I just like go to all these different cultures and I just forget everything. (laughs) But one thing I do remember about Argentina, besides the food being fucking horrible and just eating like shitty burgers and pizza the whole time and shit. I'm not Catholic, but like signing the cross with the No, I did have some good food, but I just felt like on the whole, like like the the street food and the fast food and shit, I was just like, this is not as good as it's in a lot of places. Again, I don't want to say you're not cultured, but the fact that you're know going to I'm Argentina not. and trying to hit up every McDonald's, that's, that's on everything. you, baby. Not McDonald's, but like I'm no. saying, like that, like everywhere I was going out there, people were just trying to feed me burgers and pizza. And I was like, bro, this is like just what we eat in America, but worse. I feel like you're lying. Anyway. I've lived there for a minute. Somebody we know drove us to this area and took us through this loop in this park. And it was just all, uh, let's say, sex workers standing <laughs> all in this park. And people would just drive through and just pick one up and then just drive to another part of the park and just do their fucking nasty. in the. And they took us there because they told us, like, yo, this shit is like a fucking house of horrors. You got to see this. And we drove through and it was fucked. Like it was so crazy, and I will never forget. It was it was a hazard. I I don't want to sound like a snob, but I don't fucking believe you. Why? This is Buenos Aires, Argentina. We're talking about. Yes. You swear? You just said you smoked weed. You don't remember? Oh, we were smoking the shittiest <laughs> weed of my whole life out there. It came in a brick. <laughs> Why? I was- just stopped. It was so bad. I was just like, fucking. I'm, I'm sober for the next week. Why was it the House of Horrors? What did you see? I'm so interested now. Like mutants. People who just looked like they were just non-human entities. Amputees. I apologize. So oh, <laughs> I don't want this that? to reflect on the whole country or anything, but at this particular prostitution spot, <laughs> it was just fucking bad, dude. Okay, well, don't listen to him. Buenos Aires is a great fucking place to go, and the people are beautiful. Mm. Okay? Yeah, just not at this particular location. Not- but I'm sure some of them probably were. I don't know. Okay. Sounds like it was fun, scary. Yeah. You've never seen anything like that here. Well, to be honest, having like lived adjacent to Skid Row for a long time, I wouldn't <laughs> say it was all that different, really. Okay. But it was more of like a they were just there for prostituting themselves, so it was like all condensed, like a lot of really crazy sights all in one. And you didn't pay for any. No. No. Oh my god. You're above that this particular clientele for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't okay. know anyway um so okay you're living back in salt lake city or in utah now how's that going uh it's i mean i was living in new york 
four yeah, years. Yeah, it's got to be a big change. Big change. I'm living in my mom's basement. Um, I'll be going back to New York in a few months, but I have spent, yeah, the last year in Utah, and it's been different. Do you feel just like New York won? Because it's like a very hard place to con- to just exist. New York or Utah? New York. Utah's like, you can just and live easy. in a cabin in the woods for like 400 <laughs> bucks a month. No, 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 no. Oh, you mean New York won in that sense? No, I thrived in New York. I fucking love New York. If anything, I think Utah puts me in a weird headspace, to be honest. Uh huh. Yeah. Why did you retreat? I choose to think of this like a war between you and New York City, and that New York just defeated you. Well, <laughs> this is the no. narrative I'm spinning. <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't know. It just a, like what? Why did you want to go back? There's the civil version okay, of this question. That was a fun narrative. That's absolutely <laughs> not what fucking happened. Okay. Uh, I COVID hit. Mm, oh, that's a good point. But if we're gonna be fucking real, I had some drama. I heard. Yeah, I had some very, very public fucking drama, and I wanted to crawl back to my mommy for a minute, Mm. you know? Relatable. For a minute, for a year. Now it's been a year. But but did it happen during all that drama, or did it happen when COVID hit? Those overlap, so it was like, it was the same. I'm going to say it had more to do with this drama that we're alluding to. Well, let's stop alluding. Um, my (laughs) So you know what was crazy about that shit when it happened is that, you know, somebody like me who just would never listen to this podcast just all of a sudden was just drawn into this fucking drama. And I just, I noticed that it happened with my girl recently because the Joe Budden podcast broke up and my girl fucking paid $2 for the Rory and Maul explanation video about (laughs) why they were, why they left or whatever. I like literally didn't even get a chance to pay the $2 myself. She had already paid it. We listened to it in the car driving to the mall. And I was like, that's so crazy that like when podcasts break up, everybody gets interested. Right away. Well, I mean, okay, podcasting is like a very (laughs) new fucking thing. If you really think about it, there Mm -hmm. haven't been that many breakups in podcasting. I mean, we've heard about it in radio. I couldn't name two people, but like we have. (laughs) It must have happened, right? No. And uh, hold on. So what happened with Joe Budden? Your girlfriend paid $2. Excuse me. Fiance put respect Uh, on the name. Oh, Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Oh, did everybody else in the room notice that I fucked that up? God damn. It probably will not be the last time that I fucked that up. Okay. Fiance, which is not really a word that I'm thrilled about having to say. It just kind of sounds silly to me. (laughs) Wife sounds fine. You got to put an accent over the E. It's like Beyonce. Fiance. Fiance. (laughs) Got to Elaine Dennis it real quick. Um, those fucking people were smart as fuck. They put what? They put the video behind a paywall? They did, yeah. Rory and Mall. They probably made like a hundred racks plus real quick. Shut the fuck up. I mean, you only need fifty thousand people to pay two bucks and boom, you got a hundred thousand bucks, which you know, them probably not saying they're broke or anything, but probably <laughs> definitely felt pretty good to make fifty thousand bucks uh, real quick. Absolutely. That's fucking smart as shit, but um I bet you wish you thought of that. Boom. <laughs> 50 racks hit me Uh, probably more (laughs) because like the barstool audience is bigger than like the rap audience because i feel like you know being a bro is like bigger than being a rap really yeah that's interesting sports sports is the biggest thing in the world 
So well, not to say that your podcast had anything to do with sports, <laughs> but you know, just by being a part of that universe, kind of, I feel like it just amplified it so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, it was a huge fucking deal. Yeah, you're like, oh, these people paid two dollars to watch a video. I think a video that was released about the whole drama from my ex co-host that was like talking shit about me essentially the whole time. Like, it's got to be a a few million views now. Mm. Yeah, I remember just watching that and just learning so much about all this drama. And it's just like, you know, it just feels like that audience, the audience for the breakup was like so much bigger than the audience that existed before or even after. Like, I'm, I'm sure you guys are both still doing great, but it's, it's just pretty crazy how that the breakup could be so much interesting or so interesting to so many people. OK, I'm so fucking happy you said that because you're no one's ever brought that up like in an interview. That's so fucking true. We were huge. But that drama just blew it the fuck up in a way that, like, I, I can't even explain. It was wild. People love drama. They fucking love it. Mm. You know? Do you feel like strategically she did a better job of getting her narrative out there than you? So that kind of turned you into, like, the, the Satan in the whole thing? I think there was no strategy that could have saved me in that instance because really? yeah because if you're looking at the sports bros and the audience they had and then you're looking at the platform i was on for two years you know she was able to release her side to all those people what did i have my instagram account i couldn't get on the podcast and mm. release anything you know so they had literally millions of people i had whatever i have on instagram like 700 800,000 but you think that people would be so happy to like aggregate your response that it wouldn't necessarily matter but you you ended up feeling like that wasn't really the case that even in the media they didn't really cover your side of things I think I would have gotten bulldozed and I think my strategy of going dead silent and ghosting I think mm. that was the move because like everyone was like fuck Sophia that girl's fucking dumb and I went radio silent and without even saying anything a month or two into it people started to say where is she we miss her like come back blah blah, blah. it's the same with dudes it's the same shit with dating like fucking go radio silent and ghost that motherfucker and let people know what they're missing right i'm being serious yeah allegedly but then the, like <laughs> i feel like the guy doesn't want to the guy won't care until he sees the competition. Like, I remember when I was single back in the day, that that, that would be for sure. I would just, like, totally ghost a girl, and then I'd realize that she had a boyfriend, and I would just, uh, without even thinking about it, it's like, oh, I should text her. But you're a dude. <laughs> okay, but you're a fucking dude. I, my strategy, I think I did everything right. Like, I, if I put my, you know, video out on my Instagram or whatever platform I had because the rest was taken away... It just, it wouldn't have hit the same. Like I went, I went ghost mode on everyone who had been listening to me for two years straight, ghost. And then three months later, I was like, hi bitches, I'm back. And I have an announcement. Mm. Doesn't that hit harder? I don't know. I think you got to get in the mix in the middle of it, to be you honest. Think? Sort of like, cause otherwise I feel like, and especially her having Dave as this like captive audience to just sort of like agree with like her. Cause like, obviously they just kind of like clicked up and it just sort of, I don't know. I feel like you kind of like let everybody think, turn you into the op in this situation. Yeah. 
Yeah, but at the same time, I I think no matter what the fuck I put out there, I think I was gonna get bulldozed. I really do. Hmm. Um, next time I get canceled, though, I Consult will. with me, yeah. For I sure. will. I will absolutely be calling you, and I will get in the mix. What? How would you describe your mental health while all that was going on? Were you just like obsessively <laughs> refreshing Twitter? Did you have to like check out at some point? I would go back and forth i mean i'm still not recovered to be like completely honest like i still have things that are like lingering from that and it uh-huh. happened a year ago uh mental health not good let's put it that way i would try to stay away from social media but at the same time i knew i needed to have a comeback i knew i needed to know what people were fucking saying and what you know, the narrative was about me, which was I was terrified of New York, so I ran away, mm. according to Adam. Well, that's like me as like a very <laughs> passive observer. That's what I was left with. If I, if somebody on the street had asked me to explain it, that's what I would have gone with, okay. which I assume that like a large percentage of people, that's pretty much like how closely they were paying attention, don't you think? Really? Yeah, this is what people do. They're like super passive. Like, when I true. meet somebody on the street, what do they say to me? What was it like meeting meeting X, and uh, what was it like that time the guy pulled a gun on you on live stream? Like they, they, my whole existence gets broken down to like one interview I did and one time the guy tried to rob me. <laughs> That's so fucking true. People pick up on what they find interesting and they roll with it, and the rest is like garbage. But um, I, I don't know. My mental health, yeah, my mental health was fucked up. I. I wouldn't I would try to not look at shit but at a certain point like you can't just you can't stay away from it you know Mm -hmm. like I can delete my Instagram and all of this shit at first when the comments started rolling in being like you're canceled you're a bitch you're stupid you're ugly we fucking hate you I turned off my Instagram comments Mm. and then I was like you know what Fuck this shit. I'm turning them back on. Everyone have fun. Cause really any they can go to any fucking picture and comment on it. So your question, I tried to stay away, but at a certain point you can't. And I would find myself looking through the comments because I needed to know how I was gonna strategize my comeback, you know? Were you worried that like a barstool fan, like a crazed barstool fan wearing like a beer (sighs) helmet was gonna like come and kill you or anything? Did that ever like cross your mind? I was already worried about that when I was like working there. So no, it wasn't any different. Some guy with like his face painted and like a fucking football jersey just... (laughs) That's what I would probably wear. Is that like a thing? Like if you're a woman who works at barstool, do you get like cool stalkers that you wouldn't get otherwise? Okay, I haven't had like a physical encounter, but like my DMs and shit are very scary, yes. Really? Oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Or I'll get DMs from dudes saying, I just saw you at this and this place. You look beautiful. Those kind of throw me off. Those creep me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. One time I posted a picture of like a piece of cake that I was eating at a restaurant. And then the manager comes over to me and is like, um, I have I have somebody one of your relatives is on the phone. They need to speak to you. And I'm like, it's a fan. Just, Shut the he's fuck like, up. what the fuck is a fan? I'm like, I'm like, just tell him, <laughs> just just say no. And he's like, he couldn't understand that this was like a fucking troll ass kid who just figured out what fucking restaurant we we're at. Holy shit! And it was weird. just a picture of the cake. Yeah. 
Holy shit. Damn. I see, I'm so fucking gullible and naive. I would have been like, oh my God, like, is it my grandma? Please hand the phone over. Let's go. I immediately do because I'm like, why the fuck would my family member call me? Like, why would they call this random? Why would they, my family know I was at this restaurant? Damn, I need to start calling you for like advice to strategize if I get a fucking random ass phone call. I'm not even gullible as fuck, and that's just what it is. I'm learning as I go. How old are you? 37. Oh. About to kick the bucket. Oh. <laughs> okay. You have 10 years on me. Yeah, but like being in the youth subculture podcast YouTuber space that I'm in, uh-huh. 37 feels pretty old. I fucking bet. But I'm, I'm embracing it. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, people that don't embrace that shit, it's like, it's going to happen. So what the fuck? I feel like getting old is a lot scarier for women than men. Well, yeah. Why? Because so many women base so much of their identity on their looks. I know. And the way that I treat myself and my body and like alcohol consumption and drug consumption, I'm not going to say when or what. I'm going to look fucking 50 in five years. I'm just telling you right now. I think that when I see like a hot ass 20 year old girl just smoking Marlboros back to back and shit, I'm like, God damn, you're really trying to run the clock out on this shit, huh? (laughs) Marble, marble. Oh my God. Marlboro. Holy shit. Right. Say it again. Mar- Marlboros. It is a weird word. Mar- Marlboros. Marlboro. And he got a Marlboro. <laughs> Just like a word that we're all used to saying and we never think about how fucking stupid it sounds. I'm that bitch. I'm that cigarette bitch. You know, it sucks they got rid of the Marlboro man. I would have liked to at least be able to try out for that. Wait, I don't even smoke cigarettes. I only think about the camel. Joe Camel. What is that? What cigarette is that? Camel. Oh my God. Back to back. I can't pronounce a fucking word and I don't know what the camels. Because you know why? Because I'm 28 and we we jewel. Oh, that's true. Okay. That's a thing now. You drink white claws and fucking hit the jewel. That's some fucking. That's why I did it. That's why I wasn't familiar. So everyone fucking relax. But then, you know what though? I'll see like a fucking 45 year old like gangster drinking a white claw and hitting the jewel too and i'll be like i'm like this shit is not like just for the kids like it's so efficient in terms of like getting a head high or like getting drunk very slowly Uh that it's like people just can't people can't turn down the white claws dude that shit is taking over the world i i'm not going to tell you what i'm drinking right now because then you would loot me in with those people but 100 percent. what is that a happy dad a sparkling water with alcohol in it Mm mm-mm Really? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't do that. Oh, there's a white claw right there. That's cool. Oh. My employees are just drinking white claws today. But it, it, I don't even feel like they're getting drunk because they're drinking white claws. So it feels like they're not. Like I don't think they have enough in the fridge to get drunk if they wanted to. I totally agree. I mean, have you ever been white claw drunk? <sighs> I had three one time. <laughs> what do you not drink? Really? Uh, I don't really drink. Oh, that's fucking great. I like want to join you on that. Yeah, Eventually. it's great. Is it? I can't even remember why the fuck I used to do that shit. Wait, can you please explain it to me? Because I need someone to have a talk with me. I just stopped going out. Mm -hmm. And then at some point the pandemic hit too. But I had already kind of not been going out for like a year before that. Because I was just like in the gym like crazy. And then like 
doing hella interviews and like actually working on my business and i just started to like really get sick of like going out and so i just kind of stopped drinking like that and then now i like have this co-host ad who's a full-blown raging alcoholic <laughs> and uh yeah he, uh, he's always trying to give me a drink and i'm just like i just don't want to like i just don't fucking have any desire to so i just always turn it down pretty much i got drunk on here uh with a bunch of random ass fucking hoes called the blackout girls one time okay i'm not gonna lie to you i did look up no jumper to just get a little background and i saw that video and i was like what fucking show am i going on that was the <laughs> that was the wildest shit i've ever seen in my life those girls are fried we, we actually got a cease and desist over that interview from tristan thompson why because one of the girls said that she had sex with him and while he was married or whatever. Holy shit. But I mean, like, did the lawsuit go through? No. Uh, oh, no, it was a season to sit. So they just were saying basically that we had to delete it. And so we, and did you? we deleted it and re-uploaded it without that clip, even though it had already been on TMZ <laughs> and every fucking gossip blog on earth. But it's, what's crazy is that girl, now they're trying to like, I see them talking about her in headlines. Like she's an actual famous person now. And I'm like, how the hell did that happen? She was just a random girl when she came on here. And now because she apparently fucked this dude or whatever, she she's like, you know, she's lit. I seen her, she gained like 80,000 followers. She's she's wow. in the game. She's probably gonna have a fucking Fashion Nova deal soon. Okay, well, what are we gonna say so I can like kind of leave here with something too? I mean, I'll fucking lie. Just tell me what to say. I'm ready to go. One, we two, we kind of have had to learn the lesson about not airing out rappers on here because I've had so many girls come on here and say like, oh, I was licking this rapper's asshole. And right. then boom, it's fucking World War Three with that rapper and they're pissed off. And, you know, so that I try to avoid at this point. Mm -hmm. But the thing about you is that you probably don't have any good stories about rappers. <laughs> you probably have stories about like fucking John Elway or some shit, which <laughs> don't really affect me. So you can just tell me whatever. I feel like you're baiting me right now and you want me to name drop. Sure, that's yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because that's not my world. Like, white people doesn't, no white person can <laughs> tell me shit about talking about th them on this podcast. Like, it's just not even, my, it doesn't concern me. Okay, well, I do have one guy and it's not a white person. So, maybe what about Eminem. That? What? Eminem is. If no. Eminem was upset Actually, about the podcast, I'd have to address shut. that. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Come no, on. No, Garth Brooks. No, because what I say. Ricky Martin. Nope. Okay. No. Nope, not going there. I'm better than that. Are you? Mm-hmm. You're going to be hitting me up afterwards. Like, can you delete that? I know. I'm going to be like, can you input me saying the name? Because I regret not fucking saying it. Mm. No, we're too good. And you're too good for that. We don't name drop anymore. I mean, I don't care. You, we can we could do it however you want to do it. <laughs> no matter to me. <laughs> nope. Lips are sealed. I had uh, Julia Rose on the podcast, and she read a fucking mean text from Jake Paul that was like, dude, this dude is the fucking... William Shakespeare of mean breakup texts and then she made me delete it from the interview shut up I it, mean, it was I have, crazy I'm not gonna lie I have my own DMs from both of the Paul brothers but really you never felt the need to swim in those shores mm -mm. no because I just I've heard stories that every single LA girl has fucked both of them which I think is great absolutely but I don't know. I, I don't like having casual sex anymore. I used to, but I'm I can't that. even imagine how jaded to pussy those two dudes are. Right? Scary. And I don't want to fuck a dude that's jaded to pussy. I want to fuck a dude that's like, I barely get pussy. This pussy is fucking amazing. And I want to make this girl come. That you know really what I'm is saying? what you want, dude. No, you, it is. Yeah, you're never going to get fucked by a guy. Like, you're going to get fucked by a guy who's sleeping on the couch. That's what I'm saying. Because he's fucking you like he needs that couch space. Absolutely. 
absolutely broke ugly guys are the best fuck ever ever uh, i read this whole crazy ass uh blog post or some shit from some girl that like uh flew out to fuck blue face and she was just talking about how like inattentive and how much she didn't <laughs> give a fuck about her feelings and shit and i'm reading it and i'm just like fuck yeah like that's blue face like i know this fool and i know he's exactly like that and i'm so glad that like him in real life was like totally on brand like he's blue face of course he doesn't give a fuck about you he got a house with 20 girls in it right now and like you know like i don't know i just like that that's what girls don't get is like there's girls like normie ass chicks who ain't done shit think that like fucking a rapper must be the best thing on earth it's like you're never gonna fuck oh. anybody who's gonna care about you less than a rapper dude it fucking a famous dude a rapper an athlete that is the worst fuck on planet earth they shove your face into a pillow tell you to shut the fuck up <laughs> they tell you they're wearing a condom they raw dog you they give you herpes and then they fucking come on your back and they're you? like get the fuck out who gave you the herpes I actually don't have herpes. Mm. I do have mouth. I have oral herpes. You heard it here for Lit. first. I do Clip get that. cold sores. TikTok that. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I don't have herpes, but that's what it is. That's what they fucking do. Right. You know. I think I might have that one too, though. The herpes, like the the herpes one, is the one that yeah. everybody has. And I've herpes gotten two in my is whole the life. real deal. Yes, I've gotten. My entire family gets cold sores since we were born. Mm. That's the clip. Fucking called this the cold sore, whatever title you want to give it. Oh, put that in the title. Yeah. Put a pin in that. <laughs> um, no, but that's real. Like I, I remember, like young people think that having herpes is such a big deal, and now having lived my life for this long, I just know that so many people who have it, and I don't understand how I don't have it. But I don't know. It's just like it's really just kind of a. It's like getting shot. This happens to a lot of people. It is so fucking common, and. I mean, I've gotten chlamydia. Thank God you can just take a pill. But do I, I want to say this here and now. Everyone has herpes. Everyone mm. has it. They really do. Because you can barely get a test for it. And it's, I'm not saying have unprotected sex, okay? That's not the type of bitch I am. Wrap it up, use a condom. But herpes is so fucking common. Mm. So many people have it. But there's so much shame and there's such a stigma that like right. no one will fucking talk about it right there's like a few things like that you really can still kind of get away with like saying about somebody like you can't really call anyone fat anymore mm-hmm but you can be like, yo, you herpes infested bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's going to like somehow the woke community doesn't really. But there probably is some sliver of it that is really concerned with like STD shaming. Right. Damn. That's fucking interesting. Right. Fat, you can't say, but you could be like, you fucking chlamydia, gonorrhea, herpes ass hoe. And it's right. like, that's fine. But I don't I didn't really see anyone shying away from calling Trump fat. You know, like this seemed like certain people just get that. But if you're that big, then you're fine. That fat or that famous? Because <laughs> he was like really famous yeah. and like kind of kind of like marginally fat. Isn't like yeah. gigantic. See, I, see, I've been canceled before, so I'm too scared to even have the fat conversation. I'm not going to comment on Donald Trump's weight. Okay. I just <laughs> think that uh, STDs, no one talks about it. So, yes, you can call someone like a herpy-ass hoe. Okay. Let me ask you this. Do you have to, like, work out and go out of your way and eat healthy to maintain your figure, or are you just naturally like this? I'm naturally like this, but I won't be in, like, five years. Really? You can oh. see yourself filling out? 
I'm, t I'm, yes, one, oh, no fucking doubt. And really? I'm going to have, like, my skin, I'm going to be so dry, I'm going to be disgusting in 10 years, I already know it. So you really smoke cigarettes, like, all the time? No, but I have, I jeweled for almost two years, and I quit five days ago. Five days ago. Five so you didn't days really is, quit, you're just no, taking I a little did. break? <laughs> no, five days? Dude, the okay. jewel, you fucking smoke that shit. I would wake up, smoke it, just, I would wake up in the middle of the night and be like, I need to take a drag, and now I'm five days off of it. That's, that is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check back in with you. I didn't smoke weed for a week, and I felt like I had just done something like it, like it didn't really feel that hard but it felt like such proof to myself that i could just have weed on me and not smoke it because that's like the whole problem is like if i come here like if even if i don't roll a blunt he's gonna roll a blunt somebody else is gonna roll a blunt yeah yeah i'm ready for him to like blow some smoke in my fucking face i'm ready to go i'll probably just wait why did you why do you smoke weed though in the first place it's fun it makes everything fun what how though <laughs> How is it different from alcohol? Because I can't smoke weed. I've tried. I don't know. It just sort of, you know, it's just like an enjoyable little like buzz that you get going. It makes you feel funny. Makes you feel creative. Like, but honestly, I just interviewed this rapper Currency, who I don't know. You probably never heard of him, um, but he's like a super <laughs> legendary like weed smoking rapper. Mm -hmm. And he, we did like two and a half hours smoking weed and eating the fucking gummy rings the whole time, and. I felt like, you know, by the end of it, we were just both like mushy little man babies <laughs> just having this super like childlike conversation through the the kush was like speaking through us, you know? So it was garbage is what you're saying. I thought it was amazing. It was the best thing I ever did. Okay, but do you kind of think if you like listen to it sober, it was garbage? Or you think it was like the best fucking shit It's ever? not like Coke where like, I know like when I was doing Coke, I would like meet some girl and she'd be like, I'd be like, what do you do? What do you do for a living? She'd be like, oh, I like am an assistant to a real estate investor. I'd be like, oh my God, that's so cool. And just like talk to her about it for like two hours. It's not like that. Where, okay. Like, you know, where like you're, making a big deal out of everything and right. you like are just thinking that you're going to take over the world you know that coked out conversation yes i i remember i read an article and i can't remember like what fucking rock star like hall of fame guy it was but he wrote a bunch of music and like did a bunch of songs on coke thinking it was like the best shit ever and then he said looking back it was the most garbage fucking shit mm. so you're saying weed is not like that no everything you do on <laughs> weed is better you ever drank lean? I did once, but it was so long ago, I don't remember. Okay. What, you're similar to that? No, I'll drink it once in a while. But that's one thing where there's like so many rappers who swear that that's like the key to their creativity and that they like need that in the studio. And that's how they end up getting super addicted to it. Like so many rappers have the story of getting way too into lean and then having to quit lean. Really lean. What is it? Fucking cough syrup and Sprite and a Jolly Rancher and a Styrofoam cup? You don't even need the Jolly Rancher. That's just sweet enough on its own. But yeah. Okay. I did it once, but I, you know what? Now I might try it. No, I'm fucking not going to try it. No, I'm not. If you want to sell her lean, swim in her DMs. No, no, I'm good. You got drank in Utah. I don't know. I don't believe that weed and lean make you more creative. I think it's a fucking mindset. You would I really lose do. your mind if you found out how expensive lean is and that how people much? willingly pay for it. Well, it's like $150 easily for a line, which is an ounce. And most people would probably drink like a couple lines in a night. So it's like easily like $300 plus for. Damn. Yeah. That's expensive as fuck. Why is it so expensive? Because it's really hard to get in, in short supply. 
All right, business idea. Someone figure out how to make synthetic lean and think the about Mexicans how rich are working we're on get. that. The I cartel's bet. way ahead of you, but I don't know if it's really caught on yet. I'm surprised they haven't done that. I think selling fentanyl pills is probably easier. It's so mm -hmm. small. And like just kill a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But that's only when they fuck up. Mm. The goal is not to have the fig zans have so much fentanyl in it that it kills you. The goal is to just have it spread evenly, but these motherfuckers are not exactly master chemists, so they fuck it up. Okay. Yeah. I've never thought that much into it. I thought like someone was doing it on purpose. They just like didn't give a fuck. No, but like, the, I mean, I guess sometimes maybe. Like I've heard about, what, what TV show is that where they fucking put, they like spike the drugs in an area to kill a bunch of people in this one? Fuck. Oh. I watched way too much Netflix. It all just blends together. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard of that one. Mm. So let me ask you this. When you come out to L.A., mm -hmm. what kind of like booty calls are you lining up in, in the <laughs> like? Do you have like like dudes that you like have plans to link up with out here? Literally zero. Really? Because once again, like I don't want to fuck the famous mm. dude or the YouTuber or the athlete. Like I'm not looking to just you know, be fucking, have my head put in a pillow and be fucked from behind and then thrown the fuck out. Right. I'm not into that. I like want a dude that's gonna be like, can I go down on you for an hour? Can I hour. touch your butthole for an hour? And like, then can we fuck for an hour, you know? Really? Three hours? No, actually three hours, no. Cause I did date Sounds a dude. Sounds like a surgery. Dude, I dated a dude and he would last two to three hours and it was fun at first. And then I was like, I can't, I like, I can't fucking keep up with this shit. I right. just can't do it. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, no. what is this? Some sort of like satanic ritual or something? <laughs> oh, that's like, how it felt. You know, like, what are you fucking? I'm getting crucified. Like, this is an experience. Yes. Right. So no, I don't want my sex to last that long, but I want it to last longer than a, you know, Logan Paul YouTuber. Right. Not that I fucked him. He probably lasts a long time. I don't know what his dick is like, but mm. you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, if you have to wear a condom to me, it's just, you know, it's not even worth doing it. Really? Yeah. Have you heard of the galactic cap? What is that? You haven't heard of the galactic cap? No. Dude, it's a sticker that you just put on your wiener hole. So then you can get all the, you know, pussy juice feeling warm vagina hole right. shit. I like sounding like a dude. But then when you come, it fucking just it fills. Just, yeah, <laughs> it no, can't it, come it out. literally fills up like a water balloon. Wow, this is real. Yes, this is in production. You can buy this. Yes, Galactic Cap does not prevent STDs. Does prevent pregnancy. Have you been sponsored by this before? No, and I'm pissed. And I'm about to DM them right after this and be like, "What the fuck?" That's crazy because I remember as a kid saying that I wanted to fuck my girlfriend raw, but then put duct tape over my penis hole, and then. But I was just joking. Like I was just. <laughs> I never actually thought this was something I would really do. But wow, that sounds like pretty much the exact thing that I thought of when right. I was like 16. They beat you to it. Dude, I have so many ideas like that. I created Amazon. I don't give a fuck what Jeff Bezos says. I swear on my life, I remember being 10 years old and telling my mom, I wish there was a service where you could overnight ship whatever the fuck you want. I'm telling you. I feel like actually I'm putting the idea you. into action is probably a lot more difficult than just saying it. Like, I feel like that's kind of like what Jeff Bezos did that, that <laughs> sort of stands alone as like a singular achievement. Okay, hold on. Let me pull up my notes app because I have a whole list of things I came up with. Toilet duck. <laughs> 
I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was so much easier to come up with inventions when you were a kid. I know, right? Like, I remember I, I told my parents that I wanted to start a ketchup sandwich stand, and I would sell ketchup sandwiches on the side of the road. Ooh. And my mom was like, don't you think people would want to buy hamburgers more? <laughs> and just pop my fucking bubble right there. I was like fucking, you know, seven years Damn. old or something, and this was my idea. That's your mom was like real with you. She kept it real, yeah. My mom like coddled me so much. I would have said anything, and she would have been like, "That is so brilliant." And really? I, oh yeah. I think the way your mom raised you, uh, the other pros. And you cons. think that set you up to be a podcaster? Because to be a podcaster, you have to like genuinely believe that everybody wants to hear you talk about your period for the fiftieth time or something. <laughs> you know. The thing is, Adam, I am the complete opposite of that bitch. Mm, okay. I am not like that at all. And I think my listeners know that I am like the most self-critical. Any piece of content I've ever put out, I look back and I'm like, that was so fucking dumb and mm. stupid. Like, what were you thinking? So I don't know why I became a podcaster. I mean, I know why, but yeah that that's not my personality mm. it should be though my life would be a lot easier where were you at in your life before the podcast started like like how would you describe what your existence was like at that time so i was working at morgan stanley in finance mm. making how much oh i think like i was in, when i was in utah i was making 40k i transferred to new york and i was making like i want to say 60k and i just hated my life you know every single day like it was not me it was not something i wanted to do but i had like convinced myself that that's what you're supposed to do i mean i went to college i graduated in economics like i don't fucking like math i don't give a fuck about economics i should have majored in english because like i am a talented writer but I just convinced myself, like, you're not going to make money that way. And that's that's where I was. I was working at Morgan Stanley in 9 to 5 every single day. Decided to launch a podcast. I would talk about sucking dick when I would get home. Then walk into the office in my little, you know, business attire. Mm. And that's how it happened. And are you thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm so bad. I'm just hiding my secret slutty podcast life from all my coworkers. There was a little bit of that. Just, I think it was like the Utah Mormon shit that I felt a little bit like what I was doing was bad, but I was more so fucking worried that someone at, you know, my office was going to be like, yo, I just saw a video of you talking about how to suck a dick. So right. you should probably get fired. But can they even fire you for that these days? I feel like that's oh, like yeah. slut shaming and they would like have like a Twitter thread about them so they wouldn't do it. No, because there's there's something you sign and I'm sure all the big finance firms have this. You have to sign something if you do any other business endeavor aside from mm, what you're doing there, you okay. have to disclose it. Okay. So did I disclose it? Absolutely fucking not. So I, I don't, I, the slut shame, you know, the finance world is still very old school. I feel like shit that doesn't slide can in that like atmosphere. I do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Probably good for them to not be so concerned about what people are saying on Twitter. Mm -hmm. But okay. So when you think back to like that time though, like, like what were the options on the table? Like, did you know, like I need to be a content creator? Like was podcasting the only option that you'd really considered in that regard? So I, 
knew finance was not my fucking shit. I knew I was more of a creative left brain person. Um, this is going to sound really fucking stupid, but I don't think it's stupid. I am a firm believer in the secret. Mm. I really think you can like visualize things and bring it into your life. And the funny thing is, is I was living in Draper, Utah, showing up at this finance job, listening to podcasts all day long and visualizing, oh my God, like a this is like a dream job having a podcast and I visualize myself having one. Mm. And then I moved to New York for reasons completely unrelated. I was still working in finance and then it kind of showed up on my doorstep. And so was it random chance? Yes, but no. Like I, I firmly believe like I brought it into my life. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now that you're in the place that you're in, like how, thriving a business do you consider it like is it like overwhelming all the opportunities that you have associated with the podcast or how, how, how does it feel at this point especially compared to your prior situation mm -hmm. i'm making more money now right because you're getting all of it because you're, exactly. you're doing it all independent you're not signed with a network or anything no that salute thing you're talking about that's all you Salute is my media company okay, okay. so i'm making you know significantly more than i was and it's being your own boss and owning your creative anything you fucking make is so liberating and um it, it's it's harder you know i'm like a boss now and you know putting out content consistently is like more difficult but the best decision ever i will say though i mean you would know podcasting maybe for you it's not that fucking easy like i don't think it's easy Honestly, I think it's pretty easy at this point. I've done way <laughs> too fucking many of these things. If somebody will talk, it's pretty easy. When they don't talk, that's when it's fucking weird. Ooh, I'm going to keep my fucking mouth shut. We're like competition. I'm not going to say anything no, I, else. I, I just interview like 17-year-old rappers sometimes <laughs> that have like one hot song, and then like I'll get them in here. It's like everything's like a two-word answer. Uh -huh. And in my head, it's like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> what is this going to look like? I'm an interviewer's dream because I'll have diary of the mouth. Yeah, exactly. I'll just go. And that's what, it, like, okay, I watched an interview with the skateboard uh, pro at one, at one point, and they literally asked him one question. How did you start skateboarding? It was four <laughs> hours long. They did not have to ask one more question. <laughs> they, like, interjected and stuff, but he basically just told the story <laughs> of how he fucking got into skateboarding or whatever, and it was so long and i'm like as an interviewer that right there is like the ultimate like cheat code because that's just an insane amount of content without yeah. any work you know but also have you ever had this when you're interviewing someone and they just fucking go on their own in their in their own world yes. own dimension it had nothing to do with the with what you asked about mm -hmm. and you like can't stop them yes meth meth heads that you interview go, yes actually i call my fans the methods <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Yes. I've done some interviews with these like elderly <laughs> gangsters and they just will fucking take off on tangents and some, like they speak kind of slow. So it's like even if they're not really saying that much, it's still like a 10 minute response. Oh, yeah. 
But yeah. in those situations, I think you just got to just buckle in. You got to just be like, you know, fuck my schedule. I'm sitting here for two, three hours. No problem, you know. You let them that's run. For me. Yeah. You don't like cut them off. Yeah, because that's one thing I was thinking about when I was listening to your podcast. You were talking about how long it takes, like how much time you spend recording. And I'm like, what the fuck are you re- recording aside from the actual <laughs> podcast? Like, why does it take so long? Wait, wh- what did I say? Where'd you hear that? On, like, I think your most recent episode. You were just talking about, like, oh, my God, we spend so much time recording. We're in here so late. And I'm like, what kind of pre-production are they doing? Or what is this? I wish there was pre-production. I mean, there's, like, barely anything. I think it's, I, again, I will listen to something I recorded, and I'll be like, that is fucking trash. Let's go, go in a new direction. I would never imagine doing that. I just do whatever. I know. Let it out. I make mistakes on camera. Leave it in. I know there's going to be 5,000 comments clowning me for not knowing something. You're more talented than me. You smoke I'm, weed. I'm, no, 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 I, no. I need I'm to not, not my point weed. that I'm That's trying to make you here. That's you do need to start smoking weed. Bring the blunt over here. I'm not even kidding. No, well, what about the 2020 no, rings? What is that? This is the secret. We're talking about the secret. This is the secret. Edibles? These things are fucking amazing. I know people that edibles change their lives. It changes my life because it makes me go to bed at like 10 p.m. I love that. Yeah. Um, these ones are already open, so I figured it'd probably be better. Um, do you double dog dare me? Do you want one? We should probably do no, open I pa- would. No. I no, because honestly. Everyone's going to be different feedback. I know Fuck like no. veteran weed smokers who have eaten one of these and like had a, a very, very long, long night. Because they freak the fuck out. Yeah, well, PTSD. I didn't freak out, but they just like end up like fucking passing out hella early and just sleeping for 12 hours like a fucking rock. Yeah, I just, I, I wish I could smoke weed. I really do. Right. Because what's an alternative if you want to go to bed early? Clonopin. Yeah, exactly. And like, mm. we all know that shit is horrible for you. Yeah. So, wish- hit, so hit the fucking bowl pipes and then boom, you're fucking sleeping. Adam, I tried smoking weed again like a year ago. Right. I jumped into my mom's lap and I was like, shit, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm psycho now and I'm going to be crazy and stuck in this world forever. Please take me to the local uh, Presbyterian hospital. It's down the street. I miss those days. Have you ever had a freak out on weed? I really need to know. Yes. You have. I have this really vivid memory of um, when I first moved to LA and I went to this club on Hollywood Boulevard, Supper Club, which is like super bougie and like, you know, basically like all these rich people trying to show up how rich they are. And we're just sort of like masquerading, completely broke, just acting like we got something going on, right. trying to meet girls, whatever. And I meet some girl. We end up hanging out another time after that. Then she, she, we had joked around about watching The Little Mermaid together. <laughs> so I had a blunt rolled. I go to, or I had my friend roll me a blunt because she said, like, can you bring weed? I didn't really smoke weed that much at this point. This was like 2010 when I first moved to Long Beach. And I go over to her house. We smoke the blunt. We start watching The Little Mermaid. I am freaking the fuck out. I don't know what it was, but this, bl- this blunt just destroyed me. I, in my head, I'm losing it. And it was kind of like I had hung out with her, like, you know, like, I guess at the club and then another time. And then, like, it, it felt like we were supposed to, like, you know, hook up more significantly. Like, we hadn't even kissed or whatever. And I'm in, in my head losing my mind like, oh, my God, I cannot even consider <laughs> doing anything sexual right now because I'm losing it. But I'm sitting there trying to stay s- straight faced. Right. Because you wanted to fuck her. Yeah, it, would, it, it didn't happen. 
I okay. Not that night. So, but you kept it all internal. Like you never once were like, "Hey." Yeah, I was like, "Okay, good night. Let's go." She probably was like wondering, like, why is he not being like affectionate towards me or anything? But that stands out to me because I remember the next time we went out, I got so drunk in the club that I like passed out, and she had to like drive me home in my car, and she was drunk as fuck too. Ooh, yeah. I did that thing. For me, if I was a girl and a guy got so drunk that he passed out, like, or like was like that bad. Uh huh. That I, I can't imagine any bigger turnoff. The fact that she had sex with me after that is pretty incredible. Uh, shocking. Yeah. Shocking. At a later date. Yeah. I puked too. You did? On her though? No, not on her. Okay. but the bl- So you smoked a blunt and freaked the fuck out. Yeah. And then another date. We I got way too drunk. Okay. That's really embarrassing. Wow. Well, it's your charisma. She couldn't <laughs> see past that. She's like, Adam, he has something going for him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you ever waste like a bunch of your time on like a fucking skater boy who's just like the biggest piece of shit and you just somehow thought in your head you were going to like turn. I don't know why skater boy just seems like the stereotype to me. But just some some fucking loser dude who you just were trying to breathe life into him and you believed in him, but he just had nothing going on for him. Honestly, yes, I have. Not since high school, though. Really? I learned very early on. Like, you can't, you can't change people. You can't change men. They're mm. not dependable. Like, I knew that from the get-go. Basically, how to be a gold digger. Yeah, basically. I heard you on Mandy's podcast saying, I don't care if he has a big <laughs> dick. He needs a big bank account. I'm like, oh, my God. I feel like I'm listening to a fucking City Girls song or something right here. This is horrible. Yeah, no. How dare you infect the minds of these young girls with this horrible stuff? No. Date broke men. Okay. Broke men for sex, yes. But I feel and like love. so many... Mm. <laughs> So many fucking women are like, hot guy, I want the hot guy. I would rather, okay, if you have to decide between a hot or a rich dude, all right? Love is not involved. Right. Because love is fleeting. Well, this is obviously how the world is structured. Right. Jay-Z is dating Beyonce, married too, sorry. Okay, and you're saying Jay-Z's ugly? I'm saying that (laughs) if you were to group Beyonce with other women who are as attractive as her, then it would be like a lot of the most attractive women on earth. And if you were to do the same with Jay-Z, he's just not going to be in the same category as Brad Pitt. Yeah. And if I'm going to get cheated on or if a dude is going to not be dependable or be an asshole, I'd rather be, you know, on the yacht with, you know, half the alimony instead of a hot dude. You just need to make enough money that you could that you can only date. Like the pool boy. Yeah. Well, you're trying I, to like rehabilitate him. Yeah. But you know what? I'm saying that and I'm like, I will always make my own money. Mm. But I still want him to have ambition. Okay. Ambition. When are you going to start a family? What are you waiting for? Tonight. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I talked about this on my last episode. So if you enough, go check it out. I'm like ready to get pregnant. So slide into the DMs. Like I'm ready I said you need a bank account. I'm 28. I'm desperate. I'm 30. I will take whatever I can get. Slide the fucking. Are you really ready to make that change? Uh, I don't think you ever fucking feel ready. I mean, when you had your kid, were you like, I am ready to have a kid. Let's fucking go. Pretty much. Yeah. Really? So you planned it out. Well, she wanted to have a kid. I started vibing with the idea. I was like, all right, you know what? I kind of fuck with that idea. And I'm like kind of living like an old man already. I'm like not really going out anymore. So why not? Right. But you're like 42 or whatever. 37, (laughs) lady. (laughs) Okay. Well, in, in a year or two, 
no. You know what? Two or three years, I I do think I'll be ready. Mm. But do you, I mean, you should freeze your eggs so that the just in <laughs> case. I know, right? <laughs> I feel it. Time's running out. It's fucking cobwebs. I probably can't even get an egg now. The, the clock is ticking, man. No, that must feel so weird as a girl to just be like, the clock is ticking for me to transition into the inevitable next stage of my life that the vast majority of women, but not all, will take on. You know, I think now that you can freeze your eggs and like surrogates and shit, I think it's not as looming. But I, ask me when I fucking hit 30. I love the surrogate idea. My girl's horrified by it. She does not want to do it. Really? Why do you like it? Because then she can keep making mad money off OnlyFans and we can pump out more kids. But aren't people into like the pregnant shit? There's like a niche. They're into it, but you know, in particular, I mean, you could do pregnant porn. We did plenty of it, mm -hmm. but the actual giving birth to the baby and then the period of time after that mm. is that's the bad that's the period like you know you just don't really feel sexy after you just had a giant fucking baby emerge from your vagina and or my she has c-section so a little trap door thing there fuck i'm not gonna lie to you like the idea of giving birth and like the aftermath is like a little freaky you men have it so fucking easy like you you don't understand my girlfriend would absolutely agree with it or my my soon-to-be oh. wife would absolutely agree with that sentiment Mm-hmm. It's, I, I mean, how long did it take her to, like, be back in the action, like, as normal? Or do you, or do women never feel normal? It was a spectrum, you know, because yeah. it's like she just doesn't want to do stuff the way that she wanted to do stuff before. Because, you know, having the baby, it's just like she, like, her attachment to the baby is so much more intense than mine. Whereas I just come here for eight, nine hours and she never does something for eight or nine hours almost, like, without the kid. You know, it's like, it's just very... It's very unfair, and as a guy, you just basically have to really like do the best job that you can. Especially, but it's weird for me too because it's like I'm running this business, I got all these fucking employees to deal with. It's like I don't know, having a dad and like not really like having an intense full time fucking schedule would probably be great, but also boring. But also, I think, dude, that's why I'm saying like, don't go for the hot guy, go for the guy that has money because. Like you just said, as a woman, when you have a fucking kid, your bond is like insane, you mm. know, and you want to be with them all the time. And to facilitate that, like you want a guy out there making money or a woman. I'm talking, you know, heteronormatively, but that's why I say that's that. That's okay. I'm trying to justify what I said. That actually is pretty fucked up. I didn't ask your pronouns when we started this, huh? <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's she. What's going her. on? You don't put that in your bio? Mm -mm. Do you have people pressuring you in your, in your DMs to do that? Because that's how I feel like it happens. I feel like somebody shows up outside of your door and shames you for not having your pronouns in your bio. <laughs> no one has ever shamed me for not having it in my bio, but they have shamed me in my podcast when I just talk about a heterosexual, heteronormative relationship. I've had people be like, can you not just assume that it's men seeking women, women seeking men? I have had people say that. And I try my best to be correct about it, but right. I also talk from fucking personal experience. That's know? what I don't understand. Like, why the fuck do I have to give a fuck about talking about anybody else's experience when I'm talking about my experience? Because I've always been like that where, like, I will state my opinion as if it's a fact. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it's so obvious that my opinion isn't just an opinion. Mm -hmm. But, like, I just will say 
Like that album is the worst album in the history of recorded music. And then like people who like that album, like sometimes in my life will like be like, well, that's that's just your opinion. It's like no fucking shit is just my opinion. Why would I even say anything if it wasn't if it wasn't, you know, like, of course, it's not a fact. There's no fact when it comes to albums, although there are probably things close to facts in terms of like opinions about art, you know. Uh huh. But no, I, I mean. When I do a podcast, I'm talking, what the fuck do I know? I'm just like yeah. spewing a bunch of bullshit and mm. you know, people hold you to a standard. Speaking of best album, rap album. Ooh, I'm gonna embarrass myself right now. We were just having this conversation in the car. Best Lil Wayne song. The one with Gucci. I forget what it's called. I'm not responding That's to that. That's just my opinion, I forget. Okay. I don't know, I mean, there's a million opinion. Lil Wayne songs that are God level. Okay, just the best one. The one with Gucci, I forgot what it's Okay, called. what's the best album then? The Carter Two, I think, if I remember correctly. I don't know the name of his album. Or the Carter One. I feel like the best rap song is Lollipop. Yeah, you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> That's what everyone fucking shamed me in the car over here for saying. Do you feel oppressed because as a white woman, nobody wants to hear you talk about rap? So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I also, okay, hear me out. Growing up in Utah, right? Mm. Very white. My family is first generation. N neither of my parents were born in the United States. Mm. I'm Latinx. So growing up in Utah, I didn't feel that white. First time anyone's ever said that sincerely on the podcast, I think. What do you mean? Because we, are, I think we've joked about the Latinx thing a few times, but we've, I've never had someone say they were Latinx and then just keep moving in the conversation. I just had to interrupt to just let you know that's a first. Because you're not Latinx. Respect. I don't know. I'm, I'm, no. I hear about it on the tweets, man. I'll say Spanish and Hispanic sometimes, and I'm like, holy shit, I fucked up, and people come after me. Mm. But it's complicated. Because Latinx, what? You're from Spain? No. Excuse me. If you're from, nope, I'm not gonna embarrass myself right now. If you're from Spain, then you can say you're Spanish. Spanish. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which I am. What's the difference between Argentine and Argentinian in nope. speech? You can't explain it? My family can't explain it either, so we'll look it up. I had somebody explain it to me when I was out there, but I can't really remember. Really? Probably nearby all those Probably mortifying. At the park prostitutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you say they're amputees i have a fucking story about utah that i just want to share with you real quick okay tell me and this will give you a good window into what my life was like at one point and why i now i'm very happy to be in a relationship and to have ch a child so i was out riding my bike with my friends who lived there in salt lake city and i see this girl walking out of this gas station and we're all sitting there just smoking weed or whatever and she had mad energy drinks, like five energy drinks. Okay. And I like pretty much like laughed in her face and was just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> buying all those energy drinks at like 9 p.m. Just like straight like, cause I just like spew from the mouth, whatever the fuck I'm thinking. So I like somehow felt like this was an okay thing to say to the stranger. And she just like explained that she had a DUI and she couldn't drink. So instead <laughs> she would just drink mad energy drinks. And then somehow that transitioned into her giving me oral sex within like an hour <laughs> or two. And I felt like that was pretty badass. What? Off a, off a rock star. What type? Was she a fucking rock star like 
mascot? No, she, she was, was like twenty-one-year-old, like college student or some shit, and I'm like twenty-eight, <laughs> smoking weed outside the gas station in Salt Lake. Okay, <laughs> what type of friends do you have living there? Uh, just like a pro BMX dude that I was friends with. Shout, oh, okay. out, shout out Tate. What up, Tate? Hi, Tate. Yeah. Let's hang out when I get back. Damn, I am desperate to get pregnant. Uh, how the fuck did I it stand. end up in oral sex? You uh, skipped that whole part. We just like went back to our house. You just pulled your dick out? At the gas station? No. We just no. went back to our house and then at some point that's just kind of how that happened. Yeah. Do you feel like you've substituted alcohol with other drinks? Water. Water. Coffee, good for you. I guess, but I was already drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm. Really good for you. I'm going to do that too. You should stop drinking. I know. <laughs> Uh, ask me in 10 years. I mean, I'm the kind of person where, like, as soon as I stopped having fun drinking, I was just like, fuck this. I'm going to shame everybody that I know in my life for drinking. As you should. When you, Can you still go to, like, a club or, like, a party setting and be cool? Or are you now, like, if I'm not drunk, like, I'm not fucking going? Honestly, I feel like in order to have fun in a club experience, I would have to drink because... Like my mind, I'm just looking at everything so analytically and just like drunk people and like fucked up people just fucking the vibe is very <laughs> different when you're totally sober. Like I remember being at, like at one of the last times I went out drinking or whatever where I, di I didn't really drink and there was this this girl who was like off Molly or some shit around us and she was like trying to hook up with us. And it's like a fucking demon. Like the way that she was acting, like the the weird faces she was making and shit. And I'm thinking like, bro, if I was like 10 beers in, I would think that she was totally right. normal. Like, And that like, once you're like sober in that environment, it's kind of like hard to enjoy it in the same way when you're just looking at everybody like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you animal? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, clubs, if you really think about what the fuck a club is, you can't have a conversation mm. with someone. You're like screaming in your friend's ear like, let's go to the bathroom. It's fucking dumb. That's, that has always been the thing I hear about clubs the most is that it's like, oh, there's like five million hot girls here and I'm going to have to scream yeah. into their ear and they're not going to understand <laughs> anything that I'm saying and I'm not going to understand anything they're saying. Yes. Amazing. Sounds so great. It sounds so fucking I feel fun. so old complaining about this, but I... that is how I feel about that. Yeah. I, I'm going to get on your level soon. But you just said you drank like a few weeks ago. Mm, yeah, I did get shit-faced in here. And I, had to, <laughs> I had to Uber home. And okay. me and my girl got in a fight. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing with alcohol. You get a Always little angry. Fight. Yeah. Mm, okay. And if you drink with a girl, whatever you can drink, she will be shit-faced off. Like, by the yeah. time you're buzzing, she's fucking done. Mm-hmm. So that, that right there, there's, there's the fight for you anyway. Yeah. If you're, as soon as you're not on the same level. Yeah. I, the worst fights I've had have been when I'm drunk, for sure. Yeah. So I agree with <laughs> for that. For sure, yeah. But on Molly, you don't fight. You look like a fucking goblin, like how you just described mm. that girl. That, dude, that's the other thing about drugs. I go to a party or something. If you take Molly... Do you, people realize you look like a fucking bridge troll? A, eating your face. Yes. Shit, yeah. It's scary. It's the best. So I'm sober <laughs> now. I'm announcing it here. There we go. For sure. Um, all right. So what does the future hold for you besides breeding, potentially? Mm, if I can't breed with like a rich dude, I'm going to keep doing this podcast building my media company i'm gonna get into more content and 
do I have a fucking five-year plan? No, but I'm really, really excited. I mean, we're new. Like, mm. I'm only, like, eight months into this thing. So there's a lot on the horizon. And you're thinking you're going to keep doing it from Utah? You're not going to move to oh, some Oh, no, I'm going coast? back to New York. Oh, okay. I'm not scared of New York. I promise. Okay. I promise. You'll see me posting from there. You should move to, like, Brownsville. I don't even know what that is. I'm going to go straight to Manhattan. It's, like, the most dangerous part of Brooklyn. Okay. See, but people would probably like really respect you for living out there really? and, and recording out there. Yeah. And I could build character probably. Yeah. Right. Definitely. I think if I was your manager, that's what I'd tell you. Okay. Move to a murder block. Okay. Join a gang. Really. Done. Yeah. It's fucking done. <laughs> LA. I don't know how you fucking live here, but I will be back in New York. Right. Yeah. Wait, you don't, you couldn't imagine living out here? What's wrong with <laughs> out here? Just need to throw shade. I don't love LA to be honest. Really? The, the people, but I don't really know the people. You've been to Roscoe's? No. Whoop whoop. What the fuck is that? The fried chicken spot. No, but I'm not moving somewhere for the fried chicken. Go to but... Roscoe's tonight. Okay. That's honestly not that great. Guys, but... gals, let's do it. We will. You will. Really? Mm-hmm. You're probably going to Sweet Green. No, I fucking would not. Oh, they got that in New York too, yeah. Hell no. I'm going to go to In-N-Out. What do you eat in Utah? In-N-Out. Really? What do I eat in Utah? Listen, I'm from Utah, but like I... I'm not at the same time. Culturally, you don't relate to it? No. So, no. Really? Yes. But, I mean, according to you, Argentina has no culture, so all I eat is fast food. I did not say that. that. That's on I just reduced the culture to pizza and fucking (laughs) prostitutes. Mangled (laughs) prostitutes in the square. I know. What the fuck? So, yeah. that's That's what's coming up for me. I don't want anyone in Argentina to honestly think I have anything bad to say about their culture. I loved it out there. Mm hmm. Good. It was kind of astonishing how poor a lot of the country was, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we can't say third world country anymore, so I'm not going to say that. But yes, there's a lot of crime corruption. You fall so much further on the woke spectrum that you have so <laughs> many things that you have to watch out for that I would never think Why of. I think that's so you cool. you have to, and I do. We still say the R word. Shut the fuck up. Rappers say it. Why not? I'm saying it too. <laughs> Why are you allowed to and I'm not? <laughs> because nobody <laughs> expects me to be that well behaved, I don't think. Oh, so I just need to keep fucking up then. Rap is Ooh, one of the only rap's one of the only subcultures in which so many things get a pass. It's like fucking ten years behind whatever the fuck people are concerned about in the outside realm. It's kind of crazy. I think about that shit all the time. Did you see like Gen Z was trying to cancel Eminem for one of his lyrics? Hell yeah. And it's not happening. You want to know one of my favorite rap lyrics of last year? Tell me. Rio the Young OG. My bitch don't work at Mac, but I'll beat her face. <laughs> well, I didn't laugh. He's just like he subtly like bragging. He laughed. He <laughs> I, I asked him on the podcast. We could even insert it. I asked him, like, what, 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 how does your girl feel about you saying shit like that? He's like, oh, man. She hears it. Because people think he's like really serious when to him he's just a punchline. Uh huh. I I assume and hope. So she gets pissed or she's fine with it. She probably gets really mad about it, but mm-hmm. just kind of you know it's part of being a rapper is that you gotta like say horrible things. Horrifying shit. Yeah. 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 Shock value. I get it. Mm. But I don't do that. Right. Sometimes I do. I'm right. not gonna lie. It's hard out here. It's real. I mean, for it's me, hard out not here. for you. You don't want to be a Karen. No. I am As not. As we started this podcast. I am not a fucking Karen. This whole podcast was a Karen no, test. shut the fuck up. And I passed. Mm, yes. I did. With flying colors. Mm-hmm. Let us know below in the comments. 4.0. I can't wait for these comments. Nothing. It's not going to be any worse than the shit I've already dealt with. So 
Talk to you soon. Them barstool I'll reply boys. to every comment. We're going to actually go. bring our bar. The barstool fans are going to come to No Jumper for a while. That's pretty cool. That is cool. And they're going to be like, fuck that hoe. And they're going to say a bunch of shit. Like when I interviewed uh, Tiana Trump and she was talking about all these pro basketball players fucking her when she was underage. <gasps> and, by, and we did it live. And by the end of the podcast, it was already like 100 million fucking views on Twitter from people in the NBA world clipping it and putting it on there. Holy shit. That was fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. See, that's why I'm not name dropping at all. Congratulations, you but made it I'm, through. I was canceled already twice now, so you're gonna have plenty of comments. So let's, I'll see you guys in the comments. Let's go. Sophia, Woo! No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Check out Sophia the Neff. Cheer.